on our show, the Dragonflight Convention Special. Roll the dice. Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop game podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog gaming. Tabletop news. Dungeons and Dragons. Stupid, mindless, bad. There will definitely be some bet. That's probably our best. Lot that, that's, 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 our, that's our best feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast, featuring Steve Hobbs, Paul Anderson, and Joe Costa. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Games and Gizmos. Games and Gizmos is your friendly local game store with a great selection and a welcoming community. Come to Games and Gizmos in Kirkland, Washington. Now back to the show. I mean, I've got more. Hey, geeks! Welcome to Geeks of Cascadia. This is the the Dragonflight special, and live. I am with. Yes, we are live. I am with. I'm Kelly. I'm Doug, and I'm still Paul. And still Paul? Have well, you ever not been Paul? I, well, there's a couple times I might not have been Paul. How come you guys don't have a cool handle like me, uh, like Blue Samurai? You don't have anything cool. I have. I go by Captain Napkin online. That's typically what people will see my username as. It is. There is a long, arduous story behind it that I, not, I will not get into right now. We'll interview, but it is—it is actually a pretty funny story. So we are now for the for the listeners. We are minus um, the Costasaurus because he's got other things he's doing. Yep. But because this is a special, and we're all here. I figured we'd all sit around the mic, and we've got we've got our beers here. There's beers. All beers here. And yep, we're gonna click them. All right. Okay. Good. So. Uh, Great convention. I've had a great time. Oh, yeah. I've oh, absolutely. Tons of interviews by individual uh, developers. Um, they're playtesting. Who knows? They might be the next Dominion or, or whoever. Um, oh, yeah. We got some, you guys got any games in? I, Paul and I just got down with uh, Adventures League. Oh, we all, really we also played Skull last night. We oh. did. Have you I've heard, heard, I've heard oh, this one. Oh, which is a great game. I'm like this much jealous. You guys <laughs> got to review that. We probably should. I've had a lot of people come up to the booth and asking what we're going to review next. That's right. Absolutely. Oh, really? Awesome. We'll have to start a queue and just go through it one by one. Right. So, Kelly, you spent most of your day here slaving away. (laughs) Doing my day job. At Games Play. Yes, at your day job. The one one that pays you slightly more than Geeks of Cascadia. So, uh, less than the Boy Scouts of America. Yes, yes. How how was your day? Did you sell a lot? Uh, Yeah, we're actually doing pretty good. Uh, Not as good as ArcaCon. Ah, did you do that? (laughs) Okay. We still like Dragonflight. We love Dragonflight. This is just great. Uh, it, I think it's just because it's Saturday and it died about three o'clock this afternoon because everyone else like either skipped lunch or remembered suddenly it was dinner sure. and like this room was packed. There wasn't an open table space to just play a game on. Wow. I think the real secret why, maybe because Orkhan you sell more Orkhan is we have the Blackfish Stout which has <laughs> in it ingredients that make you want to buy made, more stuff. What if I can't do hops? You can't do hops? Do you have an OrcaCon beer for like somebody who doesn't oh, you, like hops? You can't do hops? I did not know. Oh, that's why you're drinking the Yes, beer. that's why this is the Angry Orchard. Yes, that. we should talk to the, our good friends at Sailor's Sea Brewing and maybe they make a gluten-free maybe, beer. Perhaps we should do that. Or yeah, a hop-free definitely. beer. No, I just don't like the taste of hops. You I'm not allergic like to anything. I just oh, don't like okay. the taste of okay. Well, that's just a matter of taste. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. So, would you like pot. some pickles in your beer? <laughs> I mean, like, seriously. I might. I drink lots of beer. And, Doug, what did you do today? Today I played Mountains of Madness. All right. Tell, tell us about Mountains of Madness. So, Mountains of Madness, that? it is a co-op kind of exploration mm-hmm. game. came out yesterday, it by the way. came out oh, yesterday. Oh, it came out oh, yesterday. Wow. So, you guys going to do a game review of it? That is Tuesday, on our to-do list. Yeah, Tuesday, okay. probably. Looking forward to that. Uh, so, it's an exploration game. You found this city in the Antarctic, but there's this mysterious, somewhat impassable mountain range. Cthulhu. It is somewhat Cthulhu-themed because <laughs> okay. there, are, there are madness cards that people can get that kind of change how you're supposed to act as a character. Okay. Right. Like cool. one of the ones, the guy I drew it, he has to play with his hand of cards facing away from him. So he can't and look at his own cards. So he can't <laughs> what? look at his own cards. <laughs> that is nuts. And people have to tell him how to play. Okay. Doug and couldn't oh. use his thumbs I couldn't use my thumbs for one card. <laughs> There's one you had to high-five everyone at the start of the round before you do anything. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is, it is really great. 
It's bizarre. Wow. So you can't see your own cards? Just just if you have that one madness card. Okay. Yeah. There are ways that you can get rid of it, but you force you to draw the next level up, and yeah, it's typically well, harder card. ones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like I got a level two one, and it said uh, I had to be ten feet away from the table. And I could only come back to play cards, <laughs> so I kind of would have to yell I at the love people. This game, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's going to be great. We'll probably play the probably play it after this. And, and so far, I I love Dragonflight. It's been it's been really great. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the organization. Things are things are smoother this year, I think, and we got a lot more people. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, I've got a lot of interviews in, and I think I like I love the synergy of these. These small individual like indie developers are trying to trying to sell their wares and everything. I think it's pretty pretty cool. I, I think cons like these are very definitely important uh, to the small game and or the small business industry of right. the con, specifically for game developers, the small game developers that haven't yet been picked up by Pazzo or anyone else. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, listeners, um, we are we are broadcasting live. So, if Kelly Recorded has to, previously that's right. Live so if Kelly or Doug have to get up and go take care of a customer, that might happen yeah, in this podcast. We need people of money. That's yeah. right. In exchange yes. for commerce, Ke- Kelly does take money. <laughs> Any type of money. So, while this is on the docket, I know that the listeners are going to hear a couple of um, couple of interviews we're going to do. We haven't quite decided. Paul and I will have to figure this out, but I think. The way we're going to do this um, Dragonflight special is we're going to have a couple of um, indie developers, uh-huh. I think. Uh, there's one, I think, that is doing a Kickstarter soon. And I can't yes. remember who that is. Do you I have it in is? my notes. My notes. Okay. Uh, flip through my notes. All right. They were, and Doug was there, I think, at the time. Or saying, I was there towards the end of it, yes. That's right. It's like, hey, we got to make sure you... you do it, and I, I saw them playing it earlier, and it looks kind of interesting, so I have to go over and stop and see what it is. We might... I was hoping we'd do a game review, but I don't know if we can do that, if uh, that is possible. I can leave the microphone here, you guys do Well, we kind of already did one. Oh, that's right, you did do one. Okay. Well, it turns out I remembered that was Jeff Newell. Oh, from just happened to? Medieval. Just happened to? Yes. Okay. HGNGame.com. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Anything else um, you guys want to say before we wrap this up and go into the um, the, the interviews? Other than Dragonflight is awesome fun? I don't know. Try something new. Try something, yeah, new. That's There's a lot of new games out that we've been trying to tell people about. Right. And stay tuned, folks. We're going to do um, a Dragonflight Car Wars special, which I'm going to do separately. So with that, let's get into the interviews. This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role-playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now, back to our show. Hey guys, we are here talking to Joseph from Fantastic Factories, once again from Dragonflight. How's it going, Joseph? It's going pretty well. Very good. How's, how's Dragonflight treating you? Uh, pretty good. I wasn't able to make it here on Friday, but I'm here Saturday. I've already tried playing uh, Century Spice Road and hung out in the Playtest Northwest area. That's one of our favorites. That's a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you check out the Golem edition? No, I haven't seen it. I saw that they had some copies at Gen Con. Well, I wasn't at Gen Con, but I heard about it. You know I was at Gen Con. You know, in case anyone didn't know, <laughs> Steve was at Gen Con. That's right. <laughs> but you have a game, yes. right? Yeah, it's uh, Fantastic Factories. It's a dice placement engine building game. So uh, each player kind of builds out their tableau of different factories, and then you roll your dice, and you use your dice as workers. And different, okay. and different factories have different worker requirements. Some of them need like a matching pair or a specific value. And you also have these training cards that you can build, and they can modify your dice rolls. So every turn is kind of like a little puzzle to figure out the optimal placement of all your workers. So um, currently you're in the playtest mode right now, or where, where are you at in the development process? Yeah, so um, the development we're in the final stages of development. Uh, back in June, the design was mostly complete, and uh, then I went to ETX, Evergreen Tabletop Expo, and uh, competed in the Lucy, Northwest Lucy Awards, uh-huh. okay. and uh, the game won Best Design. 
Awesome. Wow, okay. Yeah, but the judges, you know, still had some feedback, some yeah. criticism. So I mm-hmm. uh, kind of went back to the drawing board, took that as a challenge to uh, kind of smooth out those yeah. things. There's some take that elements that uh, a lot of people don't enjoy. So I, I took that feedback and eliminated the take that, and now uh, redesigned that part of the game, and now back to playtesting. Right. And so, how much longer do you think? You got this, uh, the second round of playtesting? Um, probably two or three more months. Um, the art is also coming along. I do the art myself. and uh, Well, that's convenient. Usually that's really expensive, the art part. Yeah, especially for a, a card game like this, which has over 50 different unique uh, cards, which means you kind of commission 50 wow. different uh, yeah. pieces of art. So it's something that I kind of do at the same time. So uh, when I'm tired of designing or waiting for the next playtesting mm-hmm. session, I'll do a little bit of Art, vice versa. Well, no, are you looking to um, sell this or Kickstarter? Uh, the plan is to launch Kickstarter probably next year. Okay, cool. Um, but also talk in talks with a publisher um, as long as that they're we're on the same page about kind of the feel and the vision of the game. Yeah. Um, is it's you know obviously a lot of work for a first time creator like me figuring out the manufacturing details, filming and stuff yeah. like that. Obviously, there's yeah. a lot of pitfalls that uh, you can avoid if you go with a publisher. Yeah. We've seen both ways work. We've talked to a lot of developers, right. and both ways work great depending on what the situation is. It's cool. It's kind of nice if you get a publisher to pick up, then you have less work to do. You make less money off of it, but yeah. then you can go on to your next project. Exactly. exactly, yeah. So you can focus more on what you enjoy, the game design mm-hmm. and uh, art. And have you published anything? Yeah. Nope. Uh, this is my first uh, first game. Okay. Excellent. Well, I wish you a lot of luck. You know, if it comes out... We'd like you to find us because we got this sec- section of the podcast called Geeks Tabletop Game Review, and I see Doug near here, and Doug will be hello, happy Doug. to play it. Doug, how's it going? Hello. Are you are you are you excited? Can you play test this once it comes out? Yeah, I will definitely give All it right. a shot. Awesome. That's right. Yeah, I mean, if you guys are eager to try it out, then I mean, I'll be here today and tomorrow. Okay. Uh, I think 1 p.m. is when my time slot okay. starts at Playtest Northwest. So Doug is hard to please, so That's I don't know, right. man. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks for coming on the podcast, yeah. and I wish you a lot of luck. I want you to succeed. I want oh, all you guys to succeed. Thank you. Thanks right. for having me. Thank you. Hey everybody, once again, we are at Dragonflight, talking to some guys with this great idea to simplify and speed up miniature playing. That's Ken Cassidy and Jason Trout of ACW Game. How's it going, guys? Well, thank you. Doing well. Cool, cool. Do you want to uh, tell us a little bit about your idea that you have to make miniatures? Give us the elevator speech. Yes. Elevator speech. Well, we try to make an app that makes the game faster takes away the charts, the rules, the dice of the game, and puts it into a phone app, and you get to play um, play it with there and make the command decisions without having to go and hunt for the rules. So what led you guys to come up with this idea of using a, a handheld device to scan QR codes to do all this? Um, we just looked at what technologies were out there. We found the, the, the QR codes, um, and hey, we can we can go and tag all the the units with these these guys and have all the information on the phone. It's very cool. Was, did, was this spurred because you were playing uh, what? What do you tie this to? Is it any type of miniature type game, like 40K? We uh, could do this with any miniature game. So is it? was there a particular game you were playing? You went, man, this is we, we can make this better. We, we can develop something. Is there a particular game? That you yeah, once, once upon a time, I was looking at 40K. 40K, you put your finger right on it. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I was trying to figure out, like, like, this, like I was looking at 40K and, you know, you're looking at tables all the time. And it becomes a question of, like, why hasn't this moved into the 21st century, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We've not seen anybody do this with a miniature game. And I took this back to Historicon this, this summer and talked to all the vendors about it. And they were like, yeah, let's do something with this. And for, for like people like me, I'm a, a relatively new to the gaming and I've always been fascinated by miniatures. I love reading about military history, 
And so, um, but I've always been intimidated because I know that it's complicated and I know that I don't know what I'm doing at all. But you, but Ken showed me how to play this game. And you learned how to play it in how long? Two minutes. And then I knew what I was doing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And now you're just running the show. Yeah. Making decisions and do it. Now, there's strategy to go and learn. Oh, yeah, 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 It's going to take some time, but, you know, the rules are not in your way. Yeah, I mean, we did a Civil War thing, and I, I understand the technology for Civil War because I'm relatively simple. <laughs> so that was a great way to start it for me. And what I, I like seeing is, and I, I noticed, um, well, there was this fear at first when, as the digital games have increased and computer games and console games, the fear that tabletop games, board games, miniatures would go away. And, and that's really not the case. It's actually, there's been more of it. And I've seen these other side companies, those small companies, what I would say, accessorize digitally these board games and miniatures. In fact, I was at Gen Con, and I don't know if you know this, Paul, but I was at Gen Con. In case anyone doesn't know, Steve was at Gen Con. That's right, I was at Gen Con. How many shows has he done this on? (laughs) (laughs) And so I I talked to one of these companies that was using their their company to enhance uh, Dungeons & Dragons, an RPG. So this is the first time I've actually seen it for miniatures. That's right. And so, where are you at in the development stage? Could someone buy it now and they apply it? They can download the app at our uh, website right now and okay. take we a look at it. we got a working demo up on the website. Side. And the website is acwgame.com. Awesome. And where are we at right now in your, in your development? Are you planning on doing anything more? Are you shopping this around? Or are you just going to keep it in-house right now and go to these different cons? Um, so, I, th- my thinking, my thinking was that um, it's the, the the technology is in pretty early alpha. It works. We've taken it to several cons, uh, but you know we still run into occasional stability issues. Um, so we have a demo up on the up on the website, like we said. So you're welcome to try it. Uh, but at present, your your mileage may be. Okay. Uh, and and if you download it and run the app, uh, we'd like to hear back from you and see if it's working on your phone or not. And what are the issues? Uh, we've tried it on some of our phones and and trying to get out to as many phones as possible. So if we find one that's an issue. We'll work on it. So what game systems have you currently tested it on? I, I assume. 40K and Fantasy Warhammer. No, we haven't, have not haven't done, done those yet. Done but those yet. Okay. We'd like to, to do some stuff. We're Our next uh, work is going to be done on a micro armor, or GHQ. Um, they, they were pretty excited about that at Historicon. They said, please, just Very go cool. take it and run with it. Cool. You go to other cons, then uh, what, what cons will you be at um, to test this out? Well, we, we branded it at Amphalot. Okay. And now here at Dragonflight, um, we're looking at Orcon and the Expo. Oh, ETX? ETX. ETX and, uh, and Orcon. Uh, ETX. Okay. Oh, great. And do you see any more enhancements to this? Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, the, this is... This is like level one of the, the game, where you know you, you play the game, you take the, the generic set of rules that we've got, and we go and code it in there. But once you've done that, the interface is really easy to work with. Oh, yeah. Now you can go back and say, well, let's make the, the rules more complicated, uh, but it's not going to change the interface for the users. Yeah. So instead of taking, you know, casualties and you, like, you know, lose a stand, we can go and say, well, you take casualties and you lose a single man. We keep track of that. We keep track of you know the the morale and the and other things at a much more smaller level. Yeah. And not not you know burden the user having to keep track of all of that. Stuff. Yeah. So it can be more a lot more you know intricate, but not bother the players. Okay. Is your main goal maybe at the end to do this once it's fully developed? You're selling the app, or perhaps you're open maybe a games workshop or sure comes in and goes, hey, I'd love to buy your app. Is that what you're kind of looking at? Are you, yeah. Yeah. Our, our we want to sell as many different rule sets as possible. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, and you obviously you guys are gamers and you're also, it sounds like developers, so you two are both coding this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Wow. Well, I wish you all the luck in the world. Definitely, yeah. This, yeah, this, this could take awesome. right off. Well, we hope so. Yeah. All right. Do you guys have anything else to, to add? Or um, Once again, let's go plug, uh, plug this and uh, tell us how we get a hold of you. Okay. Uh, website again is acwgame.com. And on there, it's got contact information and the app itself. Okay. It sounds like you're going to be at OrgaCon. There's a good chance you'll be at OrgaCon. Good chance. Be in January. So hopefully we'll see you there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Cool. Take care. Goodbye. Maybe we'll have a new game in there by then. Ooh, awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. This episode has been brought to you by Vern and Wells an all-inclusive, members-only social club for geek professionals in the style of Victorian parlors of old, a space for this new breed of geek. Visit us at www.vnw.club. Vernon and Wells, Imperium in Imperio. Now to our show. Oh, well, that was fun talking to Joseph Chen of Fantastic Factories and um, Ken Cassidy and Jason Trout of ACW Game. For the ACW Game thing, I got hands-on, as you heard. Mm-hmm. And so I really think I see big things for um, miniature gaming coming in the future. You know, it's just so fantastic once again to go talk to these entrepreneurs and these guys that are bringing out great ideas mm-hmm. to tabletop gaming and really enhancing the whole experience. It's cool to see that, um, and this is my third year coming here to Dragonfly, but it's cool to see that there's just so many, like, so many stars among mm-hmm. this universe here. There's so many, like, publishers and illustrators just kind of walking around, and at any moment you can walk by and be like, oh, that's one of the biggest, you know, RPG illustrators in the, in, you know, in the industry, and not even know that. And it's been really cool to meet them and, and see them. And uh, what we got uh, two coming up. Yep. Uh, we got two more interviews coming up in this uh, special. Yeah. Who are those? So next coming up is we have Alice Davis, uh, who um, of Kitten Clash and Build the Source, which sounds the name alone has me sold. <laughs> and then after that we have Amy and Athena of Dragonflight. Oh, and we'll get to hear uh, what's happening in the future of Dragonflight and uh, how they did well in this uh, Dragonflight. So let's go listen to some interviews and maybe play some games. All right. All right. All right. This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show. Hey everybody, we are here still at Dragonflight. Right now we're talking to Alice Davis, she's a game designer, and she has designed three games with one, one more on the way. How's it going, Alice? It's going great, how are you? Good, good, loving, loving Dragonflight. Oh, it's nice, it, it's, it's homey, like everybody's playing games and having fun, yeah. and I love it, it's a great atmosphere. Very cool. And you are playtesting a new game, right? I am playtesting a new game this weekend. Well, talk to us about your game, what do you got? Well, right now I'm about to playtest a game, it's, I don't have a name for it, it's it's a troll gardening flower game. Okay. Um, troll gardener. Troll gardener. <laughs> right. Yeah, where you're play- playing good trolls and you're building, uh, you're growing okay. flowers. I air quoted around that. You can't see right. that. Um, <laughs> and there's an evil troll who come and wither away your flowers. So you want to grow your flowers as fast as you can mm-hmm. at the uh, certain heights. Okay. Um, and... Yeah, it's. I, I made it maybe a month ago, so I'm just play testing it just to see how good or how so bad it is. You're just starting out. Yes, I am. Awesome. So, have you made any? Is this your first play test on, on this game? That you um, this is probably my third play test. Have you made changes already? I have. I've made changes that I have not played yet. Oh, okay. Okay. So. And so you're. Is the idea to do? Maybe a few in your mind. You have like two or three more you're gonna do, or is like, is this it? Or what? What? How? You've done this before, obviously. Yes, I so have. What's your What's your system to game film? My oh man! So my system is start at a production cost and see what I can fit in that production cost. <laughs> right, okay. I do not design like a bunch of like people. So I go okay. with I can make 54 cards. I can double that. I can make 108 cards. Let's see how much I can, you know, get in a two deck uh-huh. and then maybe a board and punch outs and stuff. So I kind of work backwards. That's a little different because most of the game developers, like, they have a game idea 
then they, they work it out, but they don't they don't think about the production until right. a later down the road. I always think about production and I don't write rules. I okay. print off cards, I put it in front of me, I play it around. And then I go from there. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we talk to a lot of people, and usually yeah. the rules are the first thing. No. Right. Yeah. I don't. I have I have games that are signed with publishers that I have never wrote in a single rule oh, for. Oh, wow. I just tell them how it goes. I play it with them a couple times, and, okay, now you hire somebody to write awesome. the rules, because I can't write rules worth garbage. Um, I can say I can tell you how to play the game. Yeah, right. I'm a hands-on person. Yeah. Well, it's really good that you know that about yourself. Yeah. If you ever, ever opened up a game that you just bought and the rules aren't written well, um, well, it looks like a fun game, but you can't figure out how to play it. Yeah. That could be tough. I'm I'm hoping Sarah Sharp uh-huh. will get on board with this game. I'm sure she will, and she'll write the rules for me because she's really good at that. Very and, cool. And you said you have a go-to person for your art. I do, Beth Sobel. Oh, okay. Yeah, so her and I kind of came up with this idea that, ooh, a female game designer and a female artist. Yes, awesome. We and should, we like promoting that. Yeah, yes. and we should make magic okay. happen. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we chatted, and she told me the things she likes, and I said the things that I like, and we kind of mashed it up. And now I'm working on the game design, and she's going to actually play it again. She's played it once. She's going to play it again, and then we're going to collaborate and then go from there. Do you see this going on a Kickstarter? It sounds like you want to take this to a developer, a a bigger company, a publisher. I don't know. We might might kickstart it. We might just say, look at this awesome magic that's already done. All you have to do is just make copies of it and sell it. I mean, we have the art, we have the game, and we have the rules done. All female. Right. Like... This is a winner. It is, yeah. absolutely. And so the last two you pub- was published um, through publishing. You didn't kickstart the last two, right? Um, no. The, okay, so my first game I made was Kitten Clash. Okay. I co-designed that, and Daily Magic put that out, and it's available um, through Daily Magic at conventions. And then I have another game that I co-designed with my son. He's now eight, but we made it when he was six. He came up to me one day and was like, Mom, I want to make a game too. Okay, what kind of game do you want to make? I want a dinosaur game. Well, who doesn't? All right. Yeah, let's make a dinosaur game. Well, what do you want to do with these dinosaurs? I want to build dinosaurs. That's very All right. clever and fun. So, so he, he came up with the idea, uh-huh. and we together made it a thing. That is fantastic. And that was signed by, I think, 12 games, uh, I want to say six or seven months ago. Okay. And um, uh, Sean Epperson is actually demoing it for, starting four minutes ago okay. uh, in the other room, um, <laughs> Build-A-Source, and that should be on Kickstarter next springish. Okay. Um, so look for that. Uh, think 12 games, build a source. And then I have a game that's been picked up by Daily Magic called Peddlers. It's a drafting worker placement resource management game. Okay. So you have, you know, you're, you're drafting like Seven Wonders Sushi Go drafting uh, with your cards to build a tableau where you're going to place workers and gain resources okay. to turn them in for victory points. Um... And so that that's about a 45-minute, it's about 10 minutes per player on that. Okay. And Daily Magic will have that on Kickstarter next year sometime. Uh, they're working on the art and this other stuff that I don't do. Okay, okay. So uh, how, and how did, what do you do now? Is this, this your full-time thing or do you have something else? Oh, I wish. Yeah, <laughs> most, by the way, most, in fact, 90% of the game designers we met are all... They all have a, a job that you yeah. roof over the head, pay, pay for their mortgage and everything. So my job that I work for money to pay my bills is yeah. actually, I work hospice and um, I do wow. in-home care. Okay. So I work with elderly people or people who don't have much time to live so I can give them, you know, the best times of the last time, yeah. you know, last few months wow. of their life. What a, what a weird... I love it. That's awesome, because it's like, you, you've you got this weird thing where it's like, you know, you're trying to care for these people in the twilight, I mean, they're, they're probably going to die, Yeah. and at the same time, you're making these happy games. How do you... I... How do you, how do, you do this? Uh, I incorporate it. I bring okay. them games. 
Oh, wow. I, I have such a massive game library. Hashtag humblebrag. I have lots of games. <laughs> um... I bring games to them. We play games. We, uh, you know, we watch superhero movies. We, you know, we we do things that they enjoy to do. Or I introduce them to awesome pirate kittens and ninja kittens. You know. So, so is your uh, your goal to maybe get picked up by a publisher as a their in-house designer, or maybe have the next big game or whatever is that, is uh, that the idea? Would, or are you just doing this as fun kind of a hobby thing I would love to do this full time okay. um, you hear that anyone listening out yeah. there yeah. Uh, Steve Jackson games or Wizards <laughs> of the Coast uh, so I actually just started making games about a year and a half ago wow um, that's pretty cool yeah and you got like four already. I have three signed. Yeah, three um, signed. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. So my fastest turnaround was Peddlers. Um, Peddlers I made in one night. And within a month, probably a month and two days, I had it signed. Wow. So That's, I didn't know that that wasn't a thing. Until people are like, oh, brag about it. I've I thought that was a thing, yeah. but because I'm so new to the industry, but I'm I surround my people by like I surround myself with supportive people. Right. Right. So Playtest Northwest is a lovely group of people. Uh, they're always always promoting and helping you promote your games, giving you ideas, giving you feedback. Uh, my idols are Levi Mope. Which you guys just we had. We just talked to him. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's taught me so much. And Matthew Jacobs, mm-hmm. um, he actually got me into game design. Uh, he's my partner, okay. and he started making games. And he's like, "This is what I do," and I was like, oh, "I want to do that." And you do, uh, and of course, do you have fun? Do you have? You play? I do. You also play other board games. Do you do any role playing at all? And, and uh, not really. Okay. Um, I like big game. Like I like Twilight Imperium. Wow, that's uh, like I will. Your life. No, wow. we get together. So we get together. Eight of us get together, uh-huh. plus more, and we'll play an eight-player Twilight Imperium that's game. That's a long game. With over players. a weekend. Okay. Over wow. an entire weekend. Okay. We'll have potlucks. We'll stop for potlucks. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of our co-hosts, our guest hosts, is a guy named Greg Brett. I should introduce you to him. Uh, he would love to do a whole weekend Twilight. <laughs> oh yes I'm down anytime it's, all right I want to do eight players I don't like playing less than eight players wow. okay with all the expansions oh yeah oh yeah wow I can't wow. wait you to get my hardcore oh, yeah. tabletop gamer <laughs> I can't I can't wait to get edition four but you know has it. in fact it's out there money right and budget and we we just um uh adopted got guardianship of another child okay so we grew our family bigger uh recently yeah well uh how do they get a hold of your twitters facebook's email yeah uh, i think the best thing is find me on twitter i'm at pated p-a-8-t-e-d um my name's alice you'll see it up on twitter (laughs) i don't know these things i had a card somewhere um Daily Magic Games, if you find them, you'll find me. Playtest Northwest, if you find them, you'll find me. Okay, okay, um, cool. Yeah, I'm just tweeting about them. They're tweeting about me. Awesome. And, well, we'll yeah. try to tweet about you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Paul, do you have any? No, but good. All right. It's great. Alice, thanks a lot for coming on our show. Thank Appreciate you. it. Yeah, thank you so much. Happy gaming, everybody. Remember us when you become big. <laughs> okay. I will. Right. I will. Okay. Hey Geeks, Blue Samurai here. We are at Dragonflight mm-hmm. and I had the pleasure of having the incoming president and the outgoing president. Is Convention president? director. Convention director. I always I always consider you a well, president. Well, incoming president, incoming convention director. Oh, okay. Incoming right. assistant convention director. <laughs> assistant to the Canary I'm going to be her assistant and her boss next so, year. So basically, it's going to wow. be great. So Uncle and Grandpa. How about if I, call, if I say warlord or um, overlord? Queen of, of everything. Queen please. of everything. Thank you. A dragonflight, Ooh, Amy Gambala. Yes, you can. Athena here, who is coming in. Yes. So thank you to both of you <laughs> for the great convention. You're welcome. It's been awesome. It's it, been so good. 
And uh, I, I was trying to get you over here, but you were just like all into what's happening next time. And you're already planning now, right? Yes. I, yes. So we, that started probably three weeks ago. Um, but I was also trying to finish up mm-hmm. paying for prize support for all the tourneys that yeah. happened this weekend. Right. So that's what I was doing. Right. Oh, and by the way, I, I do want to put this in your... It's really amazing and great that uh, I know you've got this tip jar out there that's going into the hurricane victims. Yes. So oh, down in Houston? Is that where we we decided yes. today that we would... Um, awesome. It was originally a fundraiser because we're a non, not-for-profit yeah. group, but uh, we chatted about it this morning with our staff and decided that we would donate all that money uh, for disaster awesome. relief. I didn't even know it was... like We don't have cable at, at home, my wife and I, and so I was actually upstairs this morning um, grabbing a cu- cup of coffee, and I, and I saw it all going on. Yep. It's like, oh my gosh. It's, it's bad. So... So I've no, you know I always thought you can't do any more better use of space than you did last year, but then it's like you did more you you've used even more of the space. Yes. Move stuff around. The movie room is someplace else. The auction room is someplace else. Yes. Um, talk a little bit about that, and maybe what is there any changes next year? Maybe? Um. So last year, at the end of last year, we knew that we were going to have to make some changes to provide more space because we have been growing, obviously, as we know. Um, our attendance this year, I don't have an actual number yet because I haven't had a chance to put everything in the computer, but we're probably looking at just shy of 900 attendees this awesome. year. Awesome. Which Great. broke uh, our record for last year. Which was 801 last That's year. So, so we've had a huge... Um, and changing our game schedule, we went away from the two and a half hour time block to every hour, which means mm-hmm. there were over 580 events that happened here this weekend. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. And you use a new online system. Tabletop.events, yes, which has been a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, so we knew we were going to need to flex the space and figure out a little better what went where. So we moved the movie room to Kirkland, not because that gave them more or less space, but the room they were in previously has a wall of windows. Oh, that's And I thought, well, why are we hanging blackout curtains? Yeah. So we swapped the movie room with the Pathfinder guys, mm-hmm. and Pathfinder is super excited. They love their new space. <laughs> so they'll probably stay there for next year. Um, that was a good move. Yes. Mm-hmm. We, we took some space that normally was open gaming by the elevators on the first floor and dedicated that to the Catan tourney. In exchange, we put open gaming tables in the elevator lobbies on floors 4, 5, and 6. Okay. They moved the furniture and put some tables up there. So we were able to replace the space that we used to have. Um, What else did we do that was different? We have the Vintage RPG Library, which took over a space in King County 2. Next year, he wants to be in the hallway outside the King County rooms. He thinks that will be more effective. So that'll be changing next year, which is not a major change, just a slight one. Yeah, we could put it in one of those outposts. Mm-hmm. Sure. He thinks that would be the place. Uh, next, oh, boardroom three this year was dedicated to kids' activities. The kids' game library, coloring... Robo Rally, which was awesome. They oh. were so cute in their cardboard Robo robot costumes. That's so awesome. Yeah, we had face painting. Yeah. There were things in there for the kids to take with them. It was right next to the photo booth. Yeah. So uh, Athena and I have had a quick conversation about potential next year. Um, we think one of the boardroom spaces might open up. So we're talking about moving the small number of events that happened in Newcastle to that space so we can move the kids' room into Newcastle, which is bigger and provides them with more space to move around in. Um, and then Boardroom Free becomes available for gaming or what have you. Uh, we stuffed everything we could possibly stuff into Skyview this which year. Which was fantastic. We had the RPG Marathon, which for was Seattle for Children's Hospital, where we raised over $6,000 yes. oh, for wow. Seattle Ooh. Children's Hospital. Great. Five yeah. teams role-played for 12 hours straight. <laughs> Uh, we had the 501st, the Rebel Legion, the Seattle Princesses here to do photo ops, and they staggered themselves in all throughout the day. Uh, they took donations for yep. their photo booth cash box. Made an additional $200 Which for brought Seattle us Children's. up over $6,000 total, and we That's did awesome. Facebook Lives and posts the entire time so that we could ramp up donations, and it was just a fantastic fantastic event and I totally want to do it again next year. It was very cute because the princesses yesterday afternoon grabbed the donation box from the photo booth Mm -hmm. and they walked through the ballroom and all the gamer guys are like why are there princesses here? (laughs) 
<laughs> it was very cute. Um, but yeah, they they managed to put two hundred bucks in that box. So it was awesome. awesome. I was really super awesome. pleased. Yeah, and the kids loved them. Yes, they oh did. Oh my gosh! And we had Princess Leia and Poe Dameron and Baron mm-hmm. Fell. It was, it was awesome. Great. They're they're just so great. We had the five hundred first come to a local comic book shop that um, I frequent during Free Comic Book Day, and they're just super yep. nice. One of one they of the fellows there, he was a retired uh, music teacher. He taught for like twenty years, and so it was really cool when kids came in. It wasn't just like oh hey and like awkward with kids like. They work with these kids, like, and see all of them as if like they know them. Like the kids come like, hey, like they know the kids, and 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 kids they just open up to that instantly. Yeah, it was very cool having them here, and I'm excited to have them back next year. Although if we can get them to commit to send us at least one stormtrooper, I would appreciate it. I saw us people rolling out carpet in the parking lot. Yes. What was up with that? Yeah. Well, we've done the ball fraternity okay. um, every year for, this is our third or fourth, no, it might be our fourth year ball fraternity. I'm not really sure. Um, Chris Ewick from the Game Matrix runs okay. that for us. His uh, boffer foam sword parties, I believe is the <laughs> company name that he has for that. So we bought carpet this year okay. to put down so that when they're down on their knees, they're not tearing up their knees yeah. on the concrete. Um, Chris and I have already talked about it. It will be an even bigger space next year. Um, But, yeah, so on Friday night and Saturday night, they were out there beating on one another. uh, My son was out there. I saw Winston out there. It's very popular. We had people coming in on Friday during the day getting their badges, and I mentioned to someone about the... Don't forget about the buffer battle. And they looked at me and they said, oh, we know. We remember from last year. We're totally doing that again. So, uh, Athena, now that yes. you're going to be the queen of everything now, what is going to be your legacy going into this? What, what are your goals? No, I think she still gets to be the general. I'm not giving up queen of everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm good with being a general. Okay. Like, I, I think, you know, commander, general, whatever that rank is. Something with a good. fancy hat. That's right. There you go. Yeah, you know, like with owls on it. Sure. It's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, like real life, like real generals. <laughs> like Athena. There you go. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I'm really excited about how the con has grown, uh, especially when I, I jumped on staff last year as, as marketing director and then started, you know, helping out in every other way I possibly could. Mm-hmm. Um, really helping with infrastructure and things like that. And um, I love that we are constantly building year after year on just reframing our our infrastructure, growing on what we've already learned, and making sure that all of our processes are more efficient, which makes the experience for the attendees so much better. I I love Dragonflight for the fact that it is a con like none other in that it is uh, is small, that in in a way that makes it very community friendly. It's very accessible, especially to families. Um, As a parent um, and, and a gamer, who wants to have a convention experience that I can feel really excited about bringing my kids, to, my kid to that is going to be engaging, engaging for her and her friends without feeling like I'm being like consumed by all these like giant dealers halls. And don't get me wrong, I love PAX and I love Gen Con <laughs> and Comic Con. And, and that's, but that's just a different experience. Sure. Not better or worse, but just different. And I think keeping Dragonflight in, in that manner and just growing the experience of what more can we offer to this community um, just to make it better. So maybe things like expanding days that, that the con is active, um, but just, you know, keeping it that that genre and just offering more. Like this year we had the the Catan tournament, so the winner is going to go to nationals. Um, we had uh, Kings of War tournament, Horus Heresy tournament, Magic Gathering, X-Men, Car Wars tournament, Car Wars, yeah. uh, Melee uh, Wizards. Wizards, Melee Wizards. We had the uh, RPG marathon for Seattle Children's Hospital. The murder mystery was the second time I've run this year. I had regulars there. It was amazing. Everybody had a great time. Um, they were like, you're going to do this again next year, right? And, you know, so having the kids' room, again, expanding on all of that. Uh, this year we had an escape room. Um, you know, so there's there's so much more we can build on. We're already... We're, we've already got new ideas for next year to bring more to the convention. And at the at the uh, at the annual meeting, which happens on Saturday morning, happens okay. from eight to nine. 
Um, we were hoping to have more attendance from just attendees. Unfortunately, it was pretty much the usual characters. But what we did discuss is that the like and likelihood is that next year uh, we will be a full three-day con. Okay. okay. So everything will start at 9 a.m. on Friday okay. instead of wow. 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, we've talked to the hotel and we've arranged for to have the space. Um, so in all likelihood, we will be expanding a little bit next year, which is nice. Does that mean Sunday will go later to be longer? Probably time? not. Sunday mm-hmm. and Sunday going later, I, people tend to clear out. So that's yeah. not... You want to tack on at the beginning instead of the end. Yeah. It's usually the sense. way to go. Start it earlier. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's already been discussed. Um, we, we had a conversation at that meeting as well about... Where are we all looking at for the future of Dragonflight? You know, where do we, what do we want to do um, in terms of size, in terms of attendance? And I think it's a consensus among us all, and the way that we feel about this con is that we're looking probably at getting to the point where we're just going to cap our attendance, probably no higher than 1,200, and that's just going to be it because we like the community feel the family feel the fact that parents bring their kids and they feel safe here Uh Um, you come every year you see the same people you've gamed with every year for 10 years and it's awesome and you catch up with them Um, I think the kids stuff that we're growing uh, has been amazing and I think it's just going to continue to get better Uh, one of our brass card members uh, brought his son and some cousins this weekend Uh And he told us at the meeting on Saturday morning that Friday evening at 10.30, he had to drag his children from the building to take them home. <laughs> they did not want to leave. Yeah. And these are and these guys are like, you know, 10 through 13. Wow. So, I mean, it's your younger end of your serious gamers. And they had there was enough here for them that they were like, we don't want to go home. Yeah, my, my daughter is going to turn 10 in a week, and she was just having an absolute blast. And mm-hmm. Friday, I was like, you want to go up to the kids' room and play some games? And she's like, can I go work at registration instead? <laughs> and so she went to registration for like four hours wow. and helped out with Sarah. We got to train amazing. them young, so eventually we can all not yeah. do that anymore. <laughs> no, I, I really enjoy my time here. In fact, uh, if you're Capping at one twenty or a thousand, about twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. I already early registered. Okay. I already did that I would, right now. Today. I would like you to know. I did that today. That we mm-hmm. so we went in and I've already created the convention on tabletop events, okay. so people can go online and buy their pre reg so online it right now. Right now, forty okay. bucks for three day ticket for next year. Right. I would like you to know that we extended the deadline. Usually, we only sell it at that price mm-hmm. for the duration of the con. We extended it. We're going to leave that price up on tabletop until midnight on the 31st of August. And we are calling that the uh, Steve Hobbs Memorial (laughs) Ticket Contingency because you always seem to leave here without buying your ticket for next year. I always forget. So now now we don't have to worry. So now you have a couple extra days to buy your ticket. We need to put that up on Facebook and let people know. We will. We will. So what are the dates for next year? The 24th the 25th and the 26th of August. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks thank for having you us. Again. You, yeah, you kind of, you helped OrcaCon, uh, you inspired OrcaCon to, to start, so I, hopefully we'll see you guys there at yep, OrcaCon. Yeah, and we hope to continue working with a lot of the other small groups in our area and, and helping support them and get them up and running. And and absolutely. That kind of stuff. I love what you guys are doing. Uh, I'm looking forward to next year, so Yay. thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Well, that was great. I mean, it was really cool just with Alice Davis, and it's it's just always a pleasure to have Amy and Athena on. Dragonflight's been so great. We have such a good relationship with them, um, and then just, you know, they were really great to be supportive in helping OrcaCon get started. But, um, yeah, so it's been good. I know you guys have been at the con, Paul and Steve, for, what, the last couple yeah, days? Yeah, yeah, days? a little tired. We had a bunch of friends. We had surprise friends show up from yes, across the state. True. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. awesome. Fantastic. We all got together on a D&D Adventures League. Four thing. hours of D&D, man. Yes. Wow. Pretty cool. Sounds yeah. awesome. I'm a little jealous of that. We had, we had a great DM. Uh, it was a little harder to hear in that, that room. Oh, yeah. But I had a great experience there. 
We didn't get to play a couple of games before we put, was it Mountain Madness or whatever? A Mountain played? of Madness. Mountain Madness. So, oh, oh, it's so good. Was it good? Oh, oh it's gosh, so what good. kind of, like, what kind of game is it? I want to play that I'm so I'm giving bad. you all the Madness cards if, yeah. you, if you ever play Well, it. we need to do a review. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would. Yeah. That sounds. Because it's so much fun. Because you're 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 scientists on a on a on a quest, mm-hmm. and really 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 briefly, it gets bad for you, and people start to go insane. Right. Yeah, sounds like and stuff in general. Yes, it is. It is basically. And, yeah, yes. and yeah. You, you win by losing. <laughs> I love. Kind of. this is kind of, I love yeah. that stuff. I love Lovecraft. The more fun it is, the harder it is. <laughs> <laughs> we had I had one card which basically said I had to walk around the table uh, during the phase where we had to like throw in yes, our gathering our resources yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, w- I was running around the table and Kelly who was with us too she had a card that insists that you had to shake everybody's hand yes I so had she had to chase me down I was, uh, I was going around the well, table poor, poor Doug had this card where he had to be 10 feet from the table and couldn't look at it Really? Yeah, yeah. That was great. So there's some, like, real-life implications there. Where, yeah. like, or, or you got to do this whole thing with your, you know, head on your hand. Or your hand on your head. Exactly. Or stuff like that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's been on my radar to definitely play. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I got two quick, good reviews right there. Check it out. That's right. Hey, that's cool. Um, And then I plan to, after this podcast, try to see what people I can run into and play some games. I want to see there's some uh, Daily Magic, some new Daily Magic that I've been wanting mm-hmm. to play out there too and see what there is so. uh, I might want to see if um, maybe Steve wants a rematch at um, Splendor or if, if, if he's still burning <laughs> from his horrible horrible loss from last night <laughs> yes I was hearing about that well, well it's because I, I, I wanted to throw Paul on. win because he felt so bad about that, it yeah. and he said he didn't like he, I, I felt like he didn't like the game so I felt if I let him win he'll play more games I with me. really think oh, my yeah. first move just put you on tilt <laughs> well, was it, I got a question for you because most people I've spoke to played Splendor first mm-hmm. and then Century Spice uh-huh. Road because they're similar. But since you played Century Spice Road first, right? I, no, I played the Splendor first. Oh, Splendor first? Um, and we played the expansion, too, the by expansion. the way. Oh, Cities? Yeah. Was it yeah. good? Yes, now, now the uh, two are a tie in my sorry. heart. Yes, and by I the way, the expansion. You can, you can only get the expansion at Gen Con, by the way. So, yeah, Joe, did you way, hear that Steve went to Gen, Gen Con? Con? Yeah, did yeah. you hear about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went to Gen Con. It will be out within the next couple weeks, but what were we saying? Uh, the, the, well, I just want, wanted to get, make sure everyone knows Steve with the Gen Con. That's right. Oh, yeah. I'm jealous. I'm going to try to go next year. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah. Um, and listening to a lot of these interviews. Um, of course, Steve and Paul put in a lot of work. So on the podcast, I want to say thank you to YouTube for really just holding it down and getting a lot of that work in. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. and everyone that um, is listening to this that ran into any of us and said hi or mm-hmm. just that we chatted with, uh, thanks for just this awesome time. All right, and thank you, uh, Dragonflight, for a lot. They gave us yes. a table when we came exactly. in. Exactly. Awesome. Thank, thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah, again, had a great time. Looking forward to next year at Dragonflight. And this is great. Mm-hmm. Had a great time. So with that, I think we're at the end. So embrace the nerd, and I hope you make that saving throw. Featuring Steve Hobbs, Paul Anderson, and Joe Costa. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. Nerdy outtakes. Son of a... Okay, so uh, I'm doing a check on this microphone. I think it's okay. Kelly. You think it's okay? Do you really, do you really think it's okay? Mm-hmm. I am probably being should, loud. No, you should probably talk louder. Yeah, like, I am being loud. Okay. You need to talk in this mic, Doug. Okay, this is me talking. I think I can loud enough. You are. You're, You're doing well. Very cool. Yeah, you are quieter than me. I am quieter than This is my last mic check of the day. Oh, this is a 